Welcome to Mariners Church Life Group Leader Podcast. Over the next few weeks, the team at Mariners is prayerfully planning for our next season of ministry as we close out our fiscal year, June 30th. If you want to be a part of the vision God has given Mariners to inspire people to follow Jesus and fearlessly change the world, you can head to marinerschurch.org give. Give through our Mariners app or click the link in the show notes to set up your one-time or reoccurring gift. Your support of the ministry at Mariners equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in his name. Thanks for your generosity and God bless you. Welcome to the Mariners Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Well, we're so glad that you've joined us for this week's Life Group Leader Podcast. And every week is helpful and resourceful, but we're especially glad that you're jumping in with us uh, today as we are at the start of a new three-week series titled, Are You There, God? This is going to be an amazing series where we take a look at the book of Esther. And, you know, many have commented that, you know, Scripture sometimes is hard for me to engage. I don't quite get it. But man, Esther is one of those books that is just jam-filled with ups and downs and twists and turns. And it's a really beautiful, complex story that I am uh, just really looking forward to you as a life group leader having the opportunity to unpack with your group. Uh, I should say just from the start too, my name's John. This is not Jared. My name's John Thomas. And so I get a chance to to host today. And I have so loved uh, this resource and hope that you have as well as a life group leader. We're looking forward to beginning this journey, this new series through the book of Esther. So we've got Jeremy here as always. Jeremy, walk us through a little bit just to set up some things we should know as life group leaders as we begin this new series. Yeah, John, this this little mini-series I think is going to be a lot of fun, like you said, for leaders. It's just going to be something different, a little change of pace, coming off you know weeks and weeks of looking at the different teachings of Jesus, and uh, kind of before we get into our long summer series, that we're, we're doing this little book of Esther, and um, really what we want out of this first week is, is prayerful reflection for our groups that... Esther is a, it's really sobering yet inspiring story. And, and you mentioned uh, people engaging with scripture. Uh, What's so great about the book of Esther is that this is how so many of us, uh, probably most of us really experience God's activity. There's, there's no voice from a burning bush. There's no miraculous sign or vision from heaven. Uh, but it's seeking wisdom and boldness in our earthly circumstances and relying on the counsel of, of trusted people around us and just kind of paying attention to the opportunities that we have and, and really looking to make the most of them. You know, people may have heard before, and, and I'm sure it'll be in, in the sermon uh, right off the bat, but the book of Esther is unique in that it doesn't mention the name of God at any point. Um, and, and this is a literary device to kind of show us that just because the Lord is silent does not mean he's absent. Uh, he's always working uh, kind of behind the scenes so often and, and typically through the just what appear to be normal circumstances in our lives. So this is it's going to have some pretty out, outrageous, uh, extreme situations. But in a lot of ways, I think 
people are going to see this is actually very relatable, uh, even though I might not live in this, obviously, the same time period, et cetera. But it's a very relatable story in that God's just kind of working behind the scenes. That's right. And I love that. It's relatable. It's honest. It's very thoughtful and intentional, as all of Scripture is, absolutely. And we all have the desire. We want to learn to hear God's voice, and we believe primarily and principally that God speaks through His Word. Even a book like Esther, all, all of Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for us. But even a book like Esther, as you mentioned, where God isn't mentioned by name, begs the question, okay, in my life, sometimes God feels silent. I pray. I don't hear Him. Things seem to be fatalistic. Does the Bible address that? And yes, it does in some pretty beautiful and profound ways. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And that's something that I would really encourage uh, leaders to do as they prepare for this week in particular. Uh, one of the things we want to help people do is kind of think through their own life stories of just maybe they're in a season right now, maybe especially with the past 18 months or so with everything we've experienced uh, socially and politically and, and uh, economically and with COVID and all those different things that certainly people have been asking the questions if never before in their lives, there's certainly people who have been asking the question lately, like, God, are you there? And, and times where it's really just hard to figure out, maybe you even hear conflicting opinions or voices, but thinking through uh, our own life story of of when have I really wondered like is is God there uh, if he is if he is real if he is there does he care is my life insignificant um, you know there's just there's a lot to think about and a lot to relate to and and we really want to help people get to that point this week of asking those questions of when have you experienced that that seeming uh, silence or absence of God believing that he's always there, but there's those times where we either ask, is this really true? Or at least we feel like it, it feels like you don't care or it feels like you've gone away. Um, so yeah, I think thinking through that as a leader is going to be kind of a, a first step in, in helping set that tone for their That's groups. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And it's a great reminder that as leaders, we set the tone with the, not only the stories that we share personally, but how we intake and listen well to the stories that are being shared, knowing that not every story has to have a nice, uh, tightly wrapped bow on the end of it. But it's in the process of sharing where actually God comes and does some of his most beautiful work. So, and then Jeremy, knowing that, you know, every uh, a book has got a different emphasis or maybe even a, a quality to its genre, what, what would you say might be some helpful tips for our leaders to know as they look at leading through the book of Esther? Yeah, so you, you pointed out that not all stories have a nice, neat bow. Uh, Esther, by God's grace and design, it does. Uh, but this week, as a group, we're only, this is a narrative. So this is going to be different to teach through um, for, for some leaders, especially. So remember, this is a story. It's going to be descriptive, not prescriptive necessarily. And what I mean is that it's describing events, uh, not providing specific teaching, like explicit teaching. It's more just kind of an example of here's a person who is faithful um, and, and how God worked in, in their lives. So this week, we're not going to get to the end of the story. We're going to look at the first five chapters of the book of Esther and really kind of introduce all the key characters, uh, set a lot of tension. So we're going to be covering a lot of ground. So a couple things I would encourage people to do is, is uh, 
if you if you can sit down and just read through the story it's just 10 it's it's 10 chapters but it's it's a quick read i mean it it, it reads just like classic literature it's just a beautiful often funny ironic like full of all kinds of in, intrigue and mystery like it's a it's a great story this week we're going to cover the first half um but what we want to remember is that like you said this is scripture it's not just a story it's not just a, a, a fa- it's not a fairy tale uh and actually a lot of these events uh up front especially but really throughout the book are pretty traumatic um and it's easy for us to kind of gloss over this and and make it kind of uh the disney princess version of a of a bible story uh so really put yourself into the shoes of the different characters, Esther and Mordecai, and some of the people uh, imagining, okay, real human emotions, real human situations. What would it have been like to to kind of be living through some of these experiences? Yeah, and living through some pretty unbelievable circumstances um, in their present day, but also if you trace it back just to the history of the Jewish people, uh, a people that were familiar with suffering and exile and having a closeness and a nearness to God, but then in seasons, sensing like that closeness and that nearness was, was absent. And though we know that he's never absent, that he's yeah. always there, he's always working, he's always present. But when we look at our everyday circumstances, sometimes there there is that tension of, you know, I, I used to be a, a youth pastor, and I remember the classic, the, the youth retreats. I love those youth retreats, those mountaintop experiences where we, we're so close to God, and we come down the mountain, and then we hit the realities of life, and it seems like, well, actually, what what, what happened? And, you know, I, I love those mountaintop experiences, but actually, we're not designed to live for those. We're designed to live from those, and it's actually in the middle of difficulty and where we feel the trials and we feel the circumstances of life that are crushing down on us where in a unique way, God uses those out of his goodness and his sovereignty to draw us closer, mm-hmm. closer to him. But that's, um, that's not an easy process. That's not an easy process because as Jesus followers, uh, we have a high view of suffering because we believe that suffering actually, uh, in a way, God uses that and he, and he fosters hope, hope within us. And so we have a different view and approach of it, but we don't make light of the present sufferings that we experience. We don't pass over them. We certainly don't belittle one another for the things that we that we face. And so again, in, in your groups, this is a great opportunity to not only share with vulnerability, but to listen really well to the stories that are being that are going to be mm. shared. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And and this story uh, really th- this week, these first five chapters especially, can really help uh, open that up in our groups because this isn't. This is the exact opposite of the mountaintop experience. This is like hitting rock bottom after hitting rock bottom after hitting rock bottom. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned Israel's history, and they've they've been exiled. Um, you know, that kingdom has now been conquered by another pagan empire. Uh, she Esther is an orphan who's then taken from uh, her cousin who raised her after losing both of her parents. Uh, you, you know, it's just one thing after another just keeps piling up, but we see how in the midst of all of this and, and surely had to be wondering, you know, from the stories that she had heard from, from Mordecai or whomever, um, like what, what must God, the God of Israel be doing? Because if anything, it looks like uh, 
the God of our enemies seems to be showing favor uh, to the people over and against us. But what we do see in Esther, uh, though we don't see any explicit teaching on spiritual practices or the name of God, uh, we do see prayer implied through uh, mourning and fasting. There's there's several mentions of sackcloth and ashes and not eating for, for a certain period of time and people weeping and, and lamenting. And so what's implied there is that they're crying out to God uh, for deliverance. And, and so that's really kind of step one for our groups this week is as we identify those moments in our life, either past or, or present, um, take time just to pray over those things that we're aware of. And, and there's prompts both personally in the kind of the looking at our own lives. And then as you, you wrap up and you look out in the world, there's prompts for how we can pray for our, our neighborhoods and community and County or state or nation, our world, like for people who aren't experiencing God's activity, they don't recognize it. They're, they're desperate for it. How can we intercede on, on their behalf? Um, for the people in our group and the people kind of around us. So we want to follow that example that we see in Esther of be honest about what's happening and then just take that before God in prayer. And we're going to have a couple more weeks to begin kind of unpacking that as a group and individuals. But this week, just identify those things, relate to one another and and cry out to God on behalf of one another and with one Absolutely. another. Absolutely. And the key phrase that you said, right? Pray with honesty and vulnerability. That's what God invites us into. Our prayers are not just um, empty, hollow reflections of what we think may happen or, or if the prayers are actually directed or any, going anywhere. I mean, you know, Psalms, right? A great book. 70% of Psalms are Psalms of lament. Where are you, God? It seems like you're silent. You're, you're yeah. far off. And it is in that crying out where actually our relationship with him is, can be fostered, can be fueled, and he uniquely can draw close to us even during, during difficulty. So I love that you're hitting on that. So uh, this week, this is going to be a great start to this series. We encourage you guys, as Jeremy said, uh, read through the whole book of Esther, even prior to your first group meeting, get familiar with the passage. There is a lot to be read this week in your conversation, so be creative about how you, how you read the passages, break that up, take it in turn, and then certainly lean into that spiritual practice of prayer, uh, knowing that God wants to meet you in that place of honesty with his hope and with his comfort. So we're really uh, believing that God's going to use you and speak powerfully through you as you host these conversations with your life group. So we're praying for you. Uh, We can't wait to to pick up this series with you. And we'll be back here same time next week, right, Jeremy? We're going to do it? That's it, week two. That's awesome. All right, you guys, go for it. Have a great time with your groups this week.